0: Hello and welcome to episode two of The Cute Life with me, Finley, and I'm joined by Ollie. Hi. Um, Just wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for all your nice messages about our first ever episode. It was really nice reading them all and it made me feel better because I was a bit frightened of sharing it because it's new and you're opening yourself up to criticism and it's always scary doing new things. So it was really nice hearing yeah nice feedback and a lot of you said it was like having a drink with us or coming for dinner which is really nice and going to
1: the pub with us
0: or going to the pub with us, which is the ultimate aim this is literally like our favorite thing to do so i'm very happy that
1: (laughs) so much so that we're trying to sort of make our wedding reception like sitting around having a drink which Mm. is like our favorite thing to do
0: Well, I think that weddings are just booze fests anyway. I don't think it necessarily is a theme.
1: Well, no, because some people have like a whole sit down meal and they do all weird traditional, boring things like that. Whereas we're we're just
0: getting bladders, forsaking all of that
1: (laughs) and skipping straight to the The everyone milling around drinking. I mean, I guess that's normally the bit right at the beginning, and then people go and sit down.
0: Yeah.
1: With our one, there are no seats. So don't
0: to... give it all away.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that You've got that
0: to look forward that to. That grand
1: surprise.
0: <laughs> um, no, but it was, yeah, our favourite thing to do is like go into the pub with our mates. So it's nice that you guys feel like that as well. And we've got a fire going. We've got, we're keeping up with the theme of having a bottle of wine. <laughs> Drinking a bottle of wine while we're recording this. So. Well, we don't...
1: We we are not drinking the whole bottle.
0: Uh, well, not individually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or at all. <laughs> we're just having some wine. Okay, we cracked open wine. a new bottle. Of Shh,
0: wine. We're not. We're not drinking. Sorry, I mean we're not drinking a whole bottle of wine on a Wednesday.
1: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with drinking. Anyway, a let's of move wine
0: on quickly. Night. Quickly, let's move on before everyone thinks we're alcoholics. Um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, actually, I wanted to say that um i was a little bit worried that this wasn't like the fact that this didn't have a theme particularly was going to be an issue i mean we were just talking before this started recording that we have no idea like how to (laughs) introduce this because it is literally just us having a chat about our lives um yeah but you listen to a lot of podcasts that don't really have a theme Whereas I, I just listen to depressing ones where people are murdered or people die.
1: <laughs> from my experience, the ones that don't have any theme or point to yeah. them, like this podcast, <laughs> normally have like a bit of music at the beginning, and then they just start talking. Yeah. Uh, and then the ones that do have a purpose, mm. like the dollop, yeah, where they read stories from history each week, Yeah. they have a little bit at the beginning where they explain what the podcast is about so we don't have any musical skills <laughs> and the podcast isn't about anything yeah
0: um if anyone's good at music um like can play guitar or something then maybe like give us a holler and give us some what free music <laughs> play us a song just play us a song ring us up play us a song down the phone <laughs> we'll put it on the start the podcast because we haven't got a fucking musical bone in our bodies
1: if you're so musically talented (laughs) that you could find inspiration in this podcast to write a song (laughs)
0: um
1: you're a genius.
0: Oh, well, I did have a theme, the cute live, and I was going to include a cute thing per week. And guess what I forgot to do last week in the first episode, I forgot to fucking say the cute thing. What an idiot. But I, I was thinking my cute thing was the Dumbo song. Of course. But I've just forgot to mention it. So that was a good start to that theme.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's good to, to keep the theme going for one whole episode if you can.
0: Yeah. But I have got a new cute, my cute You've thing got some for, key the, to announce. for this week, yeah something i read on twitter um my cute thing for this week is a baby echidna which is like a spiny anteater um they're very cute um the babies are called puggles he's so cute that's very cute yeah that's it that's it that's literally i thought it's it's so cute what's the
1: animal
0: an echidna I believe they are native to Australia. I have no idea.
1: you that so boldly. I believe. I
0: believe. Uh, no, I just looked at cute pictures of them online, just scrolling. <laughs> sure. They're like spiky when they're grown up, and then when they're babies, they're like completely bald and look like little weird eggs. <laughs> and they're called boggles. They them. sound awful. They're so cute.
1: Okay, well, if you. I promise you, you will not
0: sure. be disappointed. Google echidna and it will like. Baby a kitten a puggle and it will change your life.
1: Yeah, I think that's the end of my I think type in, thing for this week. I think type in puggle because that sounds easier to spell. Firstly,
0: yeah, or it comes up with that dog, the pug beagle crossbreed.
1: I thought you say which is also cute. What was the dog that won Britain's Got Talent?
0: on, oh I can't remember. puggy Pu- puggles pug. <laughs> that's so wrong. I don't know. Pudsey, 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 Pudsey. R.I.P. Is he dead? I think so. Oh my god, that's not cute.
1: Well, no, that was after the. Th- your section's ended now. Now we're on animal <laughs> <Dead> bereavement.
0: <animals. laughs> animal bereavement section.
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm now going to read out all the dogs that have died <laughs> 30 minutes. I mean, the saddest podcast Because in that could be our
0: theme, animal bereavement.
1: No, I don't think a pet portrait artist should be
0: focusing <laughs> on that. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <clears throat> so, what have you done this week? What have we What have we done this week? Actually, we had an exciting week. Did we? Yeah. What did we do on Monday?
1: Oh, I oh, sorry. I was thinking about it last weekend.
0: Oh I was yeah. like, well, we... that wasn't exciting. We just weeded the garden.
1: Weeded the garden. Found some treats at the end of the garden.
0: Oh God, don't talk about that. That's <laughs> uh... Definitely not cute. We found some poops at the bottom of the garden. Everyone
1: the human variety As the human variety
0: let's move on
1: um, <laughs> no so then on monday we went to hastings council office was it yeah. the council office i don't know uh which was surprisingly posh which is why i'm now querying whether it was the council office <laughs> seems like an unlikely place to yeah
0: it was quite grand like
1: there were oil paintings on the wall yeah i'm sure that wasn't
0: yeah, council. no, I think so. I think it's like the town hall No,
1: town where hall. Where
0: it's the registry office. You can get married there.
1: Um, And we did our notice of marriage.
0: Yeah, it's so grown up.
1: Which is a thing that, judging by whenever I've told anyone about it, just like we had, no one has heard of before. No,
0: I had no idea you had to do this. It's like, basically, you have to do some weird quiz where you have to, like, go in separately. And then they ask you questions about... Like it's like Mr. Won, and Mrs. But like really but
1: less fun. And Mr. and Mrs wasn't fun to start with. <laughs> so it's like the driest driest version yeah. of Mr. and Mrs. ever. Yeah.
0: And they're really easy questions as well. Well but...
1: <laughs> Were they? They're so I...
0: easy, but we still managed to get things wrong.
1: <laughs> so I think it's a I think it's a situation where you go in and I presume they're looking for Sham, amer- sham marriages.
0: Yeah, I assume so. Or that you've been married before.
1: Well, that's not illegal. I
0: mean, like, you're not a bigot. But a bigger. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not uh, it's fine to be married before. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, you sort of, we you, you went in and then you go into this.
0: I don't know, is it, are we allowed to talk about this? Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm not what sure if it's legal or something. Maybe it's secret. Not going to
1: null the wedding.
0: Yeah, maybe. No, because oh, now I'm worried. I know what you're
1: worried about. You're worried about the screen. Aren't I'm worried you? about the screen. We'll get onto the screen in a second. Okay. So we went in, we sat down opposite a screen that we didn't look at.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we went in, had an interview, and she sort of chatted to us for a minute, and then she made me go and sit outside in the corridor for a surprisingly long amount of time, so like 15 minutes or something. Yeah. While well, she asked Finn loads of questions about where we were getting married um difficult yeah
0: so i don't know about anybody else but i when even if it's like literally the easiest questions in the entire world like it it was basically like a job interview situation i'm telling you now i am literally the worst person at job interviews i go like clammy and sweaty i like start panicking i just like all the words go out of my head and so she like asked me there's a
1: reason finn works at home
0: yeah, like honestly, can't I, get a job. I can't get a job because I'm so bad at job interviews. I come off, I, I come across awfully. I just can't do them. I'm yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So this kind of brought out the job interview Finley. So I turned into a gibbering gibbering wreck, and I couldn't remember where we were getting married. I couldn't remember the name of it. So then I had to look it up on Google, and um, yeah, apparently that's fine but yeah. I mean it's
1: strange that you're allowed to google the answers well, yeah I mean when they said what
0: I was like I can't remember am I allowed to google it and she was like it's not a memory test I was like okay oh well
1: if I'd known that good
0: because I... my memory is terrible <laughs> when she
1: asked what your partner's name is I should have whipped out my phone and gone on Facebook <laughs> Finley oh Elliot
0: <laughs> Elliot
1: um I did have to spell your surname out oh did you mm.
0: Actually, I don't think think we talked about what. What did she ask you? What I did?
1: Yeah, she asked what your job is. Yeah. I said painter, and she gave me a face like I was just insane.
0: Because I said artist.
1: Yeah, but I mean, join the dots, lady. (laughs) Join (laughs) the
0: dots!
1: It's pretty fucking similar.
0: Yeah, but I could have been painting, painting walls.
1: Well, I mean, that is basically your job now. I mean, that's also my job. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: The job I don't get paid for. Busman's holiday.
1: It's nice to unwind from a day of painting, a bit of relaxing painting. Painting. But it's easier painting.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, I don't know. I had to paint skirting boards yesterday, and let me tell you that it's not a walk in the park.
1: (laughs) Uh, So then, yes, when I went in and answered my questions, yeah. Basically, they read out what questions, she, she read out the questions she had asked you and then I had to give the same answers. So, so literally, got two Mr. wrong and Mrs. Then. Well, no, cause she... no, because I didn't have to get the answers wrong that you got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ask what, where we were getting married and I had to get the same wrong answer as you. Um, no, and then she said, um, and what day are you getting married? Oh, God. And I thought, oh, I know this. <laughs> so I announced the date that was in my mind, which turned out not to be the right date. <laughs> I was I was only five days out.
0: Only five days out. I mean, come on. Once what? a week
1: between friends. Honestly,
0: why are we so useless? I couldn't, well, couldn't I get the know. place and you couldn't. Well, I didn't know it was going to be a test. I thought we were just going to
1: walk in. I didn't realise we'd have to go in separate rooms yeah, and Yeah, I didn't questions. know.
0: It made me feel very nervous. And it made me feel like, I don't know, like... I'd stolen something or something.
1: Well, it made me nervous because, obviously, I was married before.
0: <laughs> and That's I had like, not oh.
1: got divorced. So, oh, yeah. you know, okay. I could come back to bite me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, obviously, I've changed my name as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that was another thing I was very concerned about. But what I didn't realise... I was reading a pamphlet while I was waiting for you. <laughs> I was so bored. Is if you do... A renewal of your vows. Mm. You have to do all that.
0: What? But you've been together for X amount of years. But it was
1: just maybe i I thought, like, a renewal of vows was like, you,
0: you just, just had a party you and you just
1: shout, we've renewed our vows, <laughs> and then cheers. <laughs> I didn't realise there was, like, a legal element to it. No. What does the legal element achieve? Why
0: well, don't I?
1: Why didn't I ask the lady? Why am I asking you? <laughs> I don't know. So many questions. <laughs> so many questions that I'll never get the answer to. Well.
0: Hopefully. It's our life
1: now. <laughs> what? Married and unanswerable questions.
0: Yeah. Oh, but we uh, actually managed to send out our invites, so that's exciting. Most I'm of actually... them. Actually. Oh, yeah, we've got some forgotten.
1: <laughs> I've also remembered some people I've forgotten.
0: Oh, really? Oh, shit. Okay.
1: We'll cover that later. Okay. Well, in a moving separa- on. <laughs> in a separate podcast just for me and you.
0: Why are we so useless? Moving on, moving on. Um. Yeah, I think I might have found my dress you think you might have found your suit I've
1: definitely found my suit
0: because you can't be blotted I
1: took the labels in <laughs> okay. so you know
0: you're wearing it then yeah, yeah. whether so. you like it or not so that's good um. no it's a
1: very nice suit what website was it from ASOS yeah ASOS
0: yeah I think yeah it was
1: quite good it was like £120
0: that's not bad yeah I think it's alright yeah.
1: it's got a waistcoat as well
0: yeah I just think it's stupid spending on. I thought
1: you said say it's stupid getting a waistcoat. I was about to agree with you.
0: No, Ollie... Oh, yeah, this is hilarious. So Ollie re- was refusing to wear a waistcoat because he said it lo- made him look like a footballer going to court. It does. <laughs> well, I think it looks quite good.
1: You either look like Russell Brand in the year 2000.
0: That's not a bad look.
1: No, but I don't have any, other, any of the other physical attributes. The
0: tiny skinny legs.
1: Don't have tiny, skinny legs.
0: Oh, do you remember that? Where he used to wear, like, he used to wear that white shirt, like, buttoned all the way down, and then a grey waistcoat and those tight, like, really skinny jeans, like, so tight that you could almost see his dick. And, yeah, like, really, you remember it. really pointy shoes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember it.
0: And that was the segment where we remembered what Russell Brown used to wear <laughs> in 2009.
1: <laughs> I think it was earlier. I don't know, maybe it wasn't. Uh, I still think it's the year 2000. So For mm, me, the year 2009 sounds... I used
0: to love him when he was on Big Mouth. Yeah. He used to do Big Brother. Isn't that crazy? He used to do, like, what was it called? Yeah, Big Brother's Big Mouth, which is like the side programme for Big Brother. And now he's like, well, he was married to Casey Perry.
1: <laughs> now he's unemployed. Actually, Who that I didn't coming? tell you.
0: I listened to his podcast that I was telling you about well, um, with John Ronson. And it was really sad because John Ronson cried in it.
1: Well John Ronson was on Russell Brand's podcast.
0: Yeah, so you know how I said I found Russell Brand's podcast and it's called Under the Skin. Mm. And I was kind of intrigued because yes Russell Brand is quite annoying but he's also True. quite funny. True. And um he's famous, so famous people usually have quite interesting guests on. Due to No, failure. I think they
1: just have agents who find them good guests.
0: Yeah. Well anyway, so he was on it.
1: I don't that's why I keep having you on this.
0: <laughs> You're on my podcast <laughs> bitch. I'm joking. Um,
1: Toba's on next
0: week. <laughs> 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 uh, Treats. <laughs> my re- my recommendation this week. I had a great gravy bone. Uh, anyway. I um, guess. Yeah, so I listened to the one with John Ronson. Uh, I love John Ronson. Yeah, so do I. I love him so much. He's just got the best voice. Um, yeah, what was I, the
1: podcast he did?
0: The, the bus. Bus Fire Effect. But this is what I was going to tell you. He's got a new one out. That's out on Audible, but it's not out on podcasts yet. But it's called. I wrote it down. The last days of August, and it's another porn-related one because he did the Butterfly Effect, which was absolutely amazing, and it was kind of like a light-hearted look at the porn industry and how a man called Fabian. I'm literally like, sound like
1: you, yeah. I'm a
0: publicist or something. Is that what a publicist is? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, how many times have I said move on in this episode? <laughs> um yeah a guy called fabian and how inventing porn like had a ricochet effect on people in the porn industry but it was more of a sort of like nice kind of endearing look at the, that kind of
1: it's really interesting and it's not explicit
0: no it's you not could... at all like i think i might have recommended it to my mum. <laughs> He definitely
1: recommended it to my mum.
0: Yeah, definitely recommend it to your mum. It is really, it is a really She's brilliant... She's got a higher
1: tolerance for rude podcasts than your mum.
0: Yeah, I think so, probably. <laughs> I don't think my mum knows what a podcast is, Let's to be keep fair. let it that way. Um, yeah, but he's done it... So this new one apparently is like a darker version. It's basically about this girl who was um, a porn star and she was killed or committed suicide. And it's basically him doing a similar thing... Um, he works with her husband or partner to find out why she did it or why she ended up dead. Um, but he said the pressure of it um, basically led him to have a nervous breakdown. Like Who, John Ronson? Yeah, John Ronson in, wow. like, in um, January and on the podcast he like, burst into tears about it. It was very... Whoa. It was quite upsetting because he's just so... I dunno, it just seemed so together and like but he basically said he worked like three hundred and sixty five days, like he just worked constantly, so he was absolutely exhausted. Didn't and then, even
1: have bank holidays.
0: <laughs> wow. Um and then the pressure of this podcast, like basically yeah, just led him to have a episode. But it was called like he called it a certain type of depression. It's like um a depression that's caused by like something in particular. So basically it was like him being overworked and the pressure of like having like this really weighty subject like on his shoulders and like it coming out and what the reaction would be from people, whether they thought that they were sort of...
1: Like monetizing her death. Yeah,
0: her death. Yeah, the pressure of that because he's so such an empathetic person like led him to...
1: I mean, it's interesting that he felt that but then sold it. As an exclusive to Audible, rather than releasing it as well, a no, free
0: podcast. No, no, he is, he is. It's like coming out first No, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you
1: mean. Um, but that's interesting because he's, you know, written like Hollywood films.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which surely have more. Yes,
0: I forgot that he wrote Frank.
1: And, um, I think he wrote Bert. No, no. not Bert. Not really. Many, who, many, many yeah,
0: goats. Goats And the other one Okja! Oh, Oh, yeah, right that Which well. is bloody brilliant. If you haven't seen Okja, please watch it. It's so good, but very upsetting. It made me cry so much, but it's so good. I love it so much. You should definitely watch it if you haven't already. It's on Netflix.
1: So Okja is a film about a sort of fictional animal that makes the perfect food. Yeah. And it's all about a little girl who has her pet one and then it gets stolen away and she's trying to find it.
0: Well, it's taken away to be turned made, into food. Turned into food. Um, so, and so she goes on an adventure to try and rescue Octa.
1: So I was talking to my parents a little while ago, and they said, "Have you seen <laughs> Ozark, which is a program I think on Netflix? <laughs> which I think is about I think it's a bit like Breaking Bad. I haven't watched it. I think it's about a man who starts dealing drugs. I've
0: heard something. of it, but I haven't watched it.
1: So they asked if I'd seen that." Mm. I presume they meant Okja. <laughs> and I said, yes, I've seen it. It's amazing. I was like, didn't you think the animal was cute? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. Which animal? <laughs> we had the most confused... It was like 15 minutes of conversation. <laughs> from trying to-
0: Back and forth.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing. Mm. But yeah, Okja. Amazing film. That was mm. on Netflix, right?
0: Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, it's really good. Definitely recommend that. Definitely very good. Also, uh, while we're on recommendations... Um, The one programme that basically all me and Ollie have done since we've moved into our new house is DIY in the evenings, really. Yeah,
1: we've stopped watching TV. We've literally
0: stopped watching TV. All we do is paint and sand and clean. Um, But the one thing that we have been watching is 24 hours in police custody because, I mean, I'm a true crime nut and it's just brilliant. It's so well filmed. It's so good. It is
1: good. The only problem is now... what is after that episode where it turned out the policeman who <gasps> worked in oh, the police station... God, it was the was doing the crime.
0: Fuck, that was such a good episode. I mean,
1: nothing can compare with that.
0: Okay, wait, do you want to describe that episode? Or I think I just, just, just did. Ru- is that just going to ruin it for everybody? Yeah, so they're investigating... <laughs> they're investigating someone, a criminal. I can't remember what he did. Oh, no, it was... um.
1: So there's a man who went and slept with a prostitute. Yes. And then the man...
0: Not prostitute, sex worker.
1: Sorry. man who's helped with the... Sex. Sex worker. worker went... You've me off completely by correcting me there. Sorry, I uh, just happy. After he finished his business exchange with the worker, he got an email saying that I know that you've been...
0: Yeah, and photos of him coming out of that. Yeah,
1: and that I'm going to send it to your wife unless you send yeah. me... It was like £5,000 or something. It wasn't
0: even that much. It was like... Pfft. Like, if you're going to blackmail someone, come on. Go big. Go big or go home. That's
1: what you always say about blackmailing. <laughs> uh, so then they started looking into it. and So the man went to the police and they started looking into it. And then he... They sort of uh, did their computer wizardry and they were tracking it down. And they realised that the emails were being sent from within the police station that they filmed the documentary in.
0: Yeah, no, it was someone on the case. So it was
1: one of the people on the case was the blackmailer
0: it was amazing and, they and had then to they, go into his office oh, and say
1: you're under arrest yeah
0: it was absolutely the best episode ever but yeah ollie had does have a point there that every other episode now has been tainted because that one was just so good although this one was really it was quite harrowing but because mm. it was about um a pedophile um ring it was about the pedophile um
1: Oh, the unit that the unit goes to people's houses if they've been what downloading looking.
0: child pornography, which so obviously not a light subject. But the woman who was in charge of the unit was just she such, was very badass. She was such a badass and just so like inspirational and amazing. I loved her so much. She was just like didn't take any shit really. It's
1: such a grim job.
0: So oh,
1: she was saying that she just.
0: Like, all day just has to look Yeah, like, nine to five has to look at... The most horrific stuff that you can ever imagine. Like, that's just her daily life.
1: But it's very interesting. It's
0: very interesting.
1: And good that they're able to catch those people.
0: Yeah. Um... But it's been quite a paedophile heavy couple of weeks for all TV viewing. So we've got to that Michael Jackson documentary as well, which Jesus Christ. OK, with true crime, I'm one of those really weird people who I need to know specifics. I need to know details. I want to see pictures. I want to know everything. And that documentary goes into so much detail. It is Oh, my God.
1: It's weird, though, because you want to know all the details, whereas my favourite, like, true crime podcast ones are, like, the Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah,
0: no, I like... no. I like the
1: ones where they don't know what happened.
0: No, those are infuriating. I need to know That's who did it because no I want to know, like, why they did it and I want to, like, pick them apart and look at their, their upbringing and if they ever got hit on the head. Um... And if they wet the bed and all that of stuff. Of course,
1: who wouldn't want to know that?
0: Yeah, but you've got to know all that stuff.
1: But no, but don't you find it interesting if a podcast is just ends with, you know...
0: It depends. And then
1: they walked off into the moors oh, and they come- were never heard of again. No,
0: because I've got the perfect example of why I... Go on then. Um, The Golden State Killer, come on. Was that not the most satisfying thing when he was caught?
1: Yeah, but that's not the usual... I mean, that's not the usual... No. Because firstly, there was about 40 years of him not being caught, mm. which is exciting, I think. And then he's suddenly got caught. What, not being caught? That's so I exciting. Mean, it's not that exciting, is <laughs> I it? think that might be the wrong
0: choice of word there. Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I hope you do. I hope I I, everyone I, else does. Because I don't know what I'm trying to say.
1: Um, anyway, so talking about murderers okay there's enough murder podcasts
0: no but i wanted to i wanted to recommend a true crime podcast because <laughs> of no because it's all i listen to all i listen to are like murder or grief podcasts ollie's always actually i'll listen to two grief podcasts today i thought you'd be angry isn't it called Griefcast? Griefcast. it's very good um no i was going to recommend red-handed the podcast because i mean it's just fantastic I've only, um, you've only listened to the um, Billy Joe Jenkins one, which is based in Hastings. Um, it's a Hastings murder. Um, that's very interesting. I've listened
1: to that one. That was the man who murdered his daughter.
0: Yes. Well, um, a do- um, foster daughter. But it didn't go to... No, he, d- he got... Um, I can't remember whether he actually...
1: To get over
0: Yeah, eventually he did. I can't remember whether they actually found him guilty and then he... I think they found him guilty and then through a loophole or something, he got out. But um, there's lots of, like... I really... Like Mick Philpott. anywhere, Anywhere they go on television and you can see them sort of talking and I don't know. I really think those are very interesting.
1: That was funny, though, because Finn sent me a message saying...
0: No, we're coming across like awful in this podcast
1: you're about to come across awfully when you, when I say oh, this oh
0: please don't judge me
1: Finn sent me a message and said oh my god i have listening to a podcast and it's about a murder that happened in Hastings and I was like oh alright that's interesting and then the <laughs> next thing is I got a photo of a house and I was like oh like what's that like is it for sale, or do you like? Is it pretty? Do you like it? And she was like, "This is where the murder happened." <laughs> and she walked there on her lunch break.
0: Well, knows. Uh, in my defense, in my defense, it is on my dog walk, and so I just went to have a look. I told you, I like knowing all the details, and what's better than like actually going to the scene where it happened, so I could picture the story in my head. And, no, I get that. Everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I understand. It was just funny because it was just like this photo of a really pretty house in Hastings. <laughs> and I was like,
0: oh, isn't that
1: nice? And yeah. she was like, murder happened here. <laughs> but anyway, let's stop talking about murders.
0: Yeah, there are enough true crime ones. Um, do you want another glass of wine? Should we pour another one?
1: Yeah. Wine time. Wine time. Okay, so we've rewind. Rewind. Ready to go? Yeah. Full glasses?
0: Yeah. Very full glasses.
1: We have managed to get the whole bottle in there. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it is half a pinty. <laughs> uh so I thought a good thing to talk about would be having a full-time job and not having any time to do your creative pursuits, mm. having a part-time job and mm. having a bit of time to have your do your creative pursuits. Yeah. Or just doing your creative pursuit.
0: Yeah, and it being a little Deeply trying, stressful. Trying sometimes.
1: And financially terrifying. Yeah. So I think it'd be worth you saying what you've done in terms of going full-time, part-time.
0: Yeah. Um, home time. So... Um, My career history has been, um, I don't think I've stayed in a job for longer than, I think my longest was like nine months because everything I've ever done, I've hated so much because I've just sort of, since I left uni, just sort of worked in shops. Um, I got a job in an art shop because I thought that would be a good way of sort of staying kind of creative. Um, And that was just incredibly infuriating because I was just helping other people make art and I couldn't make my own So I was working, well, nine to five um, to try and make the rent. Um, and then I tried working in a gallery and I hated that because, um, well, for various reasons, yeah. mainly that I didn't really like the people that I was working for. Um, yeah, so I was just, it's... Doing art is the only thing that I've ever really wanted to do, so like anything else just felt inc- incredibly infuriating that I had to like spend time on it. Um, so yeah, like we moved to Brighton. Like,
1: well, when we moved to Brighton, the rent was still quite expensive,
0: yeah. So I ha- basically had to get a part time job to be able to make the rent. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of like counterproductive in the end because I ended up like almost working full-time hours there anyway and you have so little time to actually put into your like art like any time off you don't really want to like sit down and make art you just kind of want to hang out well I just wanted to hang out with you especially because I worked weekends and Ollie worked 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. So it just meant that, like, basically we were only spending, like, one day a week together. And, that...
1: and it was 9 to 5 in London.
0: Yeah, so... so it wasn't really getting... More like, what, what's that? Like, uh... 7 till 8 or something. Yeah, 7 till 8. Yeah, so it's just like... Just like the Dolly Parton song. Mm. So, then, when we moved to Hastings, it meant that, like, oh, it was really scary because... I didn't, like, I wasn't sure what I was going to do for money, but I really was like, this is the time now I need to, like, focus on my art and, like, really try and make a go of this. Because I kind of had done it, bef- like, when I was working part-time, I'd probably done it for, what, about a year or two? Like, yeah, anything. I think it was like a year and a half. But like, it was very, like... a
1: pretty sporadic. It was like a hobby that yeah. sometimes made you... I mean, more than a hobby, but, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I made money off it, but, like, nothing, like like, not sustainable at all. Like, it was sort of like... But just the
1: quantity of work work producing was a lot lower because you had to go to work all the time.
0: Yeah, so now, like, since we've moved to Hastings and our outgoings have been a lot less, I could afford to put everything into my art. And, like, I mean... It's been very touch and go, but I have managed to carry, I mean, with Ollie's help, basically, um, have managed to carry on and get to a point now where I am making money from it. And I feel like I've got my work to up to a like kind of standard now that I would never have been able to achieve if I was doing part time work. I think that's the thing.
1: I think it's just being able to paint all day. Yeah. is going to hone your skill. and
0: hell of a lot quicker. And
1: incredible speed compared to someone who only paints every now and then. Because I'm doing a full-time job with no creativity. Yeah. And when I sit down to draw, I get, like, hand cramp instantly, <laughs> which shows how little I'm drawing.
0: I must have a very powerful hand.
1: Why do you think I live in fear of you? <laughs> um, and... It's just yeah, it's 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 a pity because I'd I'd love to see what my drawings would look like if I could. Yeah. Dedicate as much time. Yeah. Um, but then you know, there's there obviously is the advantage of financial security.
0: I feel like if you're in a creative kind of, if you're in a relationship, like one of you kind of. I mean obviously like the dream is to both of you do creative like I mean I love being freelance just because I, I love being my own boss but like financially speaking it is incredibly stressful I'm not gonna lie um, and also I think although obviously this is my absolute dream job and I cannot think of anything I would like to do more there's something a little bit what's the word detrimental about trying to make money off your art because you kind of as soon as you start thinking coming from it in a kind of way oh I'm gonna make money off this it kind of like lose I don't know it loses something and it's not it doesn't work as well and it kind of I don't know also kind of sometimes just drains me like I just want to like make art and uh, my best art is always stuff that I just like, like I just feel like I really need to make it. Like And when I'm kind of forced to do things sometimes, it's just like, I don't know, it just doesn't really.:
1: Yeah, I think but I think that's
0: I suppose this is why paint um, in the olden days. They had like the Medici family who paid the artists to do amazing things. That's why they had paid. well, I suppose that's what patreon is now, isn't it
1: yeah, I mean there were all those artists that have patrons, I think though, I think a probably a surprising amount of contemporary artists probably have patrons. Even if it's just like rich parents or yeah,
0: too. Well, I think trust I'll funds or totally something like that. Totally think, and I might be a sweeping generalization here, but I do think a lot of contemporary artists, i.e., work that's quite difficult to sell, they must have, like, um, I don't know, uh, whether it's rich families or some kind of money behind them. Um, to get started because I mean the whole contemporary art scene is basically built around your reputation and you kind of have to build that so like how do you get to that point like if you're having to like work in a full-time job then you can't like commit to making enough work to get do you know what I mean yeah absolutely
1: well that's the problem is you know because we both went to
0: I think that's the one thing because I'm doing sort of com- like commercial work like yeah I mean, I'd say very much so. And um, like, how, like, say the artists in the white who are exhibiting in the white cube, like, I mean, how on a, how do they have the time to develop their practice enough to be, get to the point where their reputation is enough to be exhibited in the white cube?
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's why everyone got so excited about like, uh, the YBAs and all of those artists that
0: yeah,
1: you could sort of see that development because they put on their show Charles Archie bought all their art, then they had money, and then they ca- carried on building on that. But that's still a patron. He was their patron. He was just sort of, I guess, using them slightly more than the sort of more traditional sense where it was just like, A rich person's folly was to just be like, "Oh, I like paying for this artist."
0: Maybe that's what I'm saying. That's what Patreon is now. Well, like Patreon is taking the, I suppose, is the modern day Medici family, isn't it? Well, that's the idea behind it. I assume by the name. That's I'm just making a massive assumption on the name of it.
1: No, because I think Patreon is, you're like chipping away. You're giving a tiny bit of money towards something. Yeah. Whereas I think that these artists are getting their, like, whole rent paid. Yeah. By one person. Yeah. Just for, like, fun. Yeah.
0: But, um... I don't know. It's, it's also, like... I'm probably going on about myself too much now. Um, with um, making... Trying to make money from art. Like, it also is, like, you constantly question yourself and, like... I read this article by Handsome Frank the illustration agency this morning. They shared something on Twitter um that was all about how they had their Handsome Frank Christmas party, I think, and they have some of the best illustrators that I mean some of the top illustrator illustrators in the industry working um for them or with their agency and they said they had this huge conversation about how instagram is really like getting them down and they felt like demotivated because they'd post work and um like it wouldn't gain as many likes as like as they hoped for yeah um
1: yeah it's interesting because i was it's weird that you read that this morning i was thinking about that today i was looking at a artist that designed a t-shirt Mm. And it had a really cool design on it, and it had like five hundred likes and I just thought, I wonder what percentage of those people that like it like looked at the photo and thought I like that design enough, i'm going to click like actually converted into sales yeah, it's so probably like one yeah if they're lucky
0: yeah exactly. it doesn't it doesn't matter like uh, and I think
1: it's just like it's very swaying because mm. you're appealing to people and doing something f- for something that's free yep. and all they're doing is just pressing their thumb on yeah, a button. Yeah,
0: it's so true. It
1: doesn't actually really... It's
0: better to have like, yeah, a hundred people who are super supportive of you and buy your work than a hundred thousand who don't buy anything. <laughs> like, yeah, what's definitely. What's the point in that? Like, yeah.
1: Well, I guess it depends what you're trying to get out of it. but I
0: just think it. this article was really interesting because they were basically saying that it's like yeah if you end up chasing the likes you don't end up making like the work that you were meant to make because you're doing you're converting what you were going to make into like um instagram friendly content so like certain stuff works better like they i think they did like a sort of survey and they um found that work that sort of appealed to younger People and um, that was eye catch like um like colorful always did better, um so like someone who say worked in monochrome, and preferred working in black and white, then would do a random piece and it would,
1: uh, do it in color and it would get a lot. And it would get like... a lot.
0: So they'd think, oh, I'm going to change because that did really well, rather than carry on that path where they the path that they wanted to um i don't know do you yeah know but that, yeah no
1: i know exactly what you're trying to say but then i guess it's it's the question it's like well should you just be making art purely for yourself inside your bubble
0: yeah think...
1: unaffected by the world i mean i think i idealistically i think a lot of people think that that is what you would want to do but i don't know if that's necessarily the right thing to do
0: well, it's, that's what he used to be. I mean, in the. Yeah,
1: but I don't know. Van because...
0: Golf and. Um, oh, well, I was. Henry, bit... Henry Darger as well. I mean, he's a perfect example of someone who, well, he never showed his work to anyone. And... Yeah,
1: but wasn't he a bit strange? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was someone else.
0: No. I think he, he
1: was a bit strange, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Can't remember what.
1: Um, but then I think, because when he we were. was a hermit. When we were at uh, art college, I always remembered that. I always remember thinking, like, you, you saw examples of it where people would, basically, we would do these crits where you had to show your art once a week. So every, like, Wednesday morning, everyone would produce a piece of artwork, you'd go and show it, and then you'd talk about each person's art. Mm. But basically, you were appealing to your tutor's preference, because your tutor would say, oh, that's really good. Oh my
0: god, completely.
1: Or, or no, I don't think that's very mm. good. And then what would happen is you would see that basically people's art would slowly morph into That is what literally the exa-
0: exactly what I did on my university course.
1: Well, everyone, it, but I think that's the problem. My, universe,
0: does my tutor, my tutors who um, were both brilliant and practising artists, and I really liked them, but one of them did installation art and the other one did performance art, and that's... Well, I didn't do performance because I couldn't... That's too embarrassing. Yeah. But um, I did installation art and as soon as I left uni, I haven't done any... It was just a way of pleasing him and getting better marks.
1: I think in hindsight, I mean, I know it's difficult to do, but...
0: You've just got to not listen to what anyone bloody tells you. Like, anyone's... I've... That's definitely the one thing that I've learnt that I really would, like if anyone asked me for advice, this is what I'd say, do not listen to anyone's advice, because it's their, their opinion is just what they would do, it's better to stay, like, true to yourself, and, like, your creative vision, um, than be swayed by other people, because at the end of the day, like, honestly, 90% of the advice I've, I've had, that I've followed, is always it's never gone anywhere and it's always been kind of like a little off like so I just when people give me advice uh, as well meaning as it is I just don't really listen to it anymore because I just think I want to I'll make mistakes and they'll be my mistakes you know what I mean
1: yeah I mean obviously there is still value to advice but I know what you're saying my advice in this situation would be in, in terms of going to art oh, I've just
0: realised the irony of what I just said. Don't listen to anyone's advice. You're While advice. giving advice. Your
1: advice is don't listen to <laughs> don't advice. Don't listen to
0: advice. So, you know. So,
1: on that basis, <laughs> you should listen to advice. That's what you're saying.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, okay? <laughs> I've had a few wines.
1: <gasps> I... My advice would be go work in an art gallery for about eight to ten years <laughs> then build a time machine go back in time and then go to art college when you're about 20 unfortunately that's quite difficult
0: that it's quite difficult because... and that's maybe what we should end on
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no i just think it for me i just i'd love to go back and go and do my art course now having oh God, worked me too. having worked is firstly that's having seen I'm... what sells
0: no i don't even not i don't even want it as like a sales thing i just really i miss having that like i mean it wasn't even really very supportive um i just feel like i would make the most of it if i went back now and i really miss like that sort of community thing because i mean i just sit literally that's one thing that I would say about being a freelance artist is that I spend a lot of time on my own and I really miss, like... I mean, half the reason of me starting this podcast is because I really miss talking to people because I just literally talk to Tova all day. I don't really speak to anyone and, yeah, that's another... Yeah, You, know, you go to work and, like, talk to people all day Where and I'm just... Believe me
1: all I want to do is just be at home talking to Trevor. I think that's the problem isn't it with all of these things is it's always that the grass is greener on the other yeah. side. Yeah.
0: No it's not I don't uh, uh, yeah. It's not that I like I wouldn't want to change my situation. You wouldn't, you
1: wouldn't want to talk to my colleague. No Jake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I bet your colleagues are lovely. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just quite Lonely sometimes. No, I'm sure it is. It's. I am quite. I'm obvious. I'm an introvert, so I'm good at being on my own, and I always have. It's. I think I don't really work very well. No, and it's interesting because
1: I like the idea of it. Mm. But then when you went to hospital and you had to stay there for a few days, I was just. I was doing things like um, from the Shining literally within like six hours i was like roaming around the house dragging an axe around making weird stir fries with all strange ingredients and i was just like i couldn't live on my own
0: oh i couldn't live on my own but i'm totally used to like being on my own in the day and i'm very strict with myself i have a very strict routine and so whenever ollie has the day off work it like really throws me off and he kind of gets under my feet so i'm like I do I have breakfast at this time. I sit down at my desk at this time. I go for a run at this time. And so, like, if anything disrupts that, I feel very like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Which is why my days off are so much fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get out of that
1: Ollie, we're doing this at this exact time. I'm like, if I'm not at work today, I want to have fun. No fun. No fun. No fun on days off.
0: Mm, anyway, I think we've probably... Prattled for long enough, I think. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think you so. You got no
1: final thoughts like Jerry Springer?
0: Uh, <laughs> should we have a final thought section? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can do. Do you have a final thought?
0: Um, look at baby echidnas.
1: I mean, that was your first thought, but sure.
0: And I will end on it just to remind you to go Google pictures of them because they're really bloody cute.
1: I'm just thinking if there's anything better you could Google.
0: Okay, Google. <laughs>
1: Okay, Google, suggest something better to Google. I <laughs> mean, hey, it's worth a try. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, thank you for listening. If you've listened this long, it's very impressive. <laughs> it's and well, again, long,
1: like, if, if you've got any suggestions or anything you want us to talk about. Yeah. If you've got any questions for Finn.
0: Oh my God, ask me questions. I love questions.
1: If you want to ask any questions about the intricate workings of an art gallery...
0: But he can't give you details because it's uh against his
1: No, no, I'll give all details. Literally anything. If you want to know our financial records, I'm open. I'll literally say anything. can not care less.
0: Oliver Place, gallery manager.
1: <laughs> Ask me for secrets.
0: <laughs> okay. Love you. See you next week. Bye.